0: I'm David Kelly, President and CEO of Chicana Copper. Chicana Copper is a company that's made a very important copper, gold, silver discovery in Peru. We put out the first resource on that discovery this January and uh, it contains 191,000 ounces of gold, 11.7 million ounces of silver, and 130 million pounds of copper. And most importantly, it's at an overall copper equivalent grade of 1.8. So we have very good high-grade mineralization starting at surface. We're in an active mining district. Uh, There's plenty of processing options in that district, and we're excited to continue the exploration because the upside potential is exceptional, but we now have a very important high-grade resource that we can start looking at developing.
1: David, uh, look, thanks for coming back on. Right, copper, great thesis to be in. The markets suck at the moment. You, you along with everyone else, have been hit hard. Um, but the good news is you raised some cash, 6, 6.25 million bucks recently. So that's a question of what are you going to do with it and how are you going to create a, a creative value with it?
0: Yeah, that's right, uh, Matthew. You know, we do have money in the bank, and that's good. We're in the very final stages of permitting the south side of the project. That has, in my opinion, some of the... Most exciting targets uh, yet to test on the project, and you know this is a very project uh, a project that has exceptional targets. It's determining breccia pipes uh, is what hosts the mineralization we've defined to date in the resource. But there's also other types of mineralization, and we have a disseminated gold uh, target on the south side that's absolutely enormous. There's a silver system on the uh, south side that had previously been drilled by Buena Ventura that we know is going to host nice high grade silver mineralization and then we have more breccia pipes down there so the exploration upside is exceptional we've got the money in the bank uh from the money that we raised and we're in that the final stages of the permitting so that's going to open the door to uh testing the exploration upside and then at the same time we're initiating studies on the resource we've just started a geometallurgical study on the high-grade zones within the existing resource and that's going to open the door to doing more studies like engineering studies and that type of thing
1: Right. Okay, but given the market conditions, um, you're going to have to make some decisions, right? You've got a lot of choice. You know, you mentioned copper, gold, silver. You mentioned, you know, d- different targets that you can you can go for. Um, but you're going to have to make some choices about what's going to get you that traction in the marketplace, especially right now when lots of companies putting out announcements, press releases, and the market shrugging its shoulders. So, what are you going after first, and why?
0: yeah and I think that 's uh you know that 's what differentiates us from a lot of the junior companies out there. A lot of the companies are explorers they have uh, you know nice land positions they 've got great uh, potential exploration potential but we are one of the you know smaller percentage of junior companies that has a resource in the ground it 's a new resource this is not a project that 's been know around the block 10 times and we're just dressing it up this is a new discovery it's high grade Uh, it has it has equal value precious metals uh, to copper even though the copper grades you know right at around 1% if you look at the overall grade in the sulfide zone so um, it it really has some exceptional qualities you know it's, it's, it's a great time to be investing because we do have money in the bank we do have a high grade resource we're in a great location you couldn't ask for a better location to be in Peru our social Uh, Relations are are really exceptional. We just finished completing the construction of the second floor of a community uh, uh, building in, uh, in, in one of the nearby communities, and we're working very closely with those communities. They're very important to us. And we're important to them, too. We have a a great, you know, win-win situation going on there. So to answer your question, you know, the resource is important. Uh, It needs to be uh, moved along the path towards development. We've got the exploration potential that will play out when the permits uh, present uh, the the opportunity to get down there and drill. But the resource is really uh, number one for us right now.
1: Okay, so, so so remind me where you are with the, with the resource and what you think you're going to be able to do with the money available, to, or certainly the money that you're allocating to advancing that, and why you think that's going to get a reaction in the market.
0: Yeah, you know, I, we, you've got to go down that path. We've got the resource. We've done some preliminary preliminary metallurgical work, but uh, you know, we're really ramping up our knowledge of the mineralogy, the zoning. As you know, these deposits, um, they have very, very strong precious metal uh, enrichment in the top parts of the breccia pipes. And as we go deeper, they turn more into kind of pure copper, silver, with a little bit of, uh, of gold there, but not, not to the extent that we have uh, in the top part of the breccia pipe. So it's really critical for us to understand mineralogical zoning because that will then feed into uh, you know potential uh, processing options and even mining options you know how will you mine these breccia pipes will you have multiple pipes at the same time will you blend the ore you know that type of thing the other nice thing about Peru is they do have what's called um, a small miners uh, permit it allows you to produce 350 tons a day Uh, you can use external processing facilities so you don't have to build your own plant and tailings facility initially you know that can come with time as you expand the operation but that's a very a uh, well-established uh, route to uh, to production in Peru a lot of companies take advantage of that you start small you build up over time and the permitting timelines are much shorter for uh, obtaining a small uh, mining producer uh, permit than it is to go you know the traditional way with upscale production so we're working on that from a legal standpoint we're looking at options for processing we're studying the resource that we have and and you know we're we're advancing this in in a way where we would like to be able to see production happen in the next, you know, two to three years.
1: Okay, but isn't isn't that kind of like a a choice of last resort in the sense that you, you typically like to actually, you know, get the project built up at scale, demonstrate to the market that there's a lot of copper, there, there's a lot of gold, silver there, um, and and get funded in that way that explorers, you know, do, um, you know, a bit dilutive. It's, it kind of shows that you're creating value. When you're saying, right, small-scale production helps could help us, it could help us because of the position you find yourself in at the moment because of the way that the market is. Is, is this a new thought or is this always the plan?
0: Well, you know, it, it's somewhat a result of what we ended up finding in the, in the resource. You know, we have uh, really exceptional grades. You know, the overall grade, as I mentioned, you have know, the project 1.8% copper equivalent. Half of that, the 3, 3.3 million tons, sits at 2.75% copper equivalent. And even within that, if you recall the massive sulfides that we've uh, encountered inside these pipes, we had an intercept last year that we reported... Um, you know, 12 meters of 27% copper uh, and a kilogram of silver. I mean, that's just absolutely exceptional. So when you have zones within these breccia pipes that are super high grade, that's, that's a different... Uh, option you know it's not like we've got a a giant low-grade deposit and we're trying to make it even bigger just to make it look better you know this project presents itself with many different options and these high-grade zones in an active mining district near surface they're just waiting to be developed so i think that's a real positive attribute that we have for the project it brings in cash flow uh it attracts you know capital and, uh, you know, we still have the great tier one exploration upside potential. That's why Goldfields is there, right? And they, Goldfields has been a great partner for us. Uh, they've put in $12 million since we started. And they're super excited about this south side potential. Uh, it, you know, they still see tier one uh, exploration upside potential here. So we've kind of got the best of both worlds right now.
1: Okay. So, okay, talking of Goldfields, they put a lot of money in so far. And, you know, your... What do they expect to see with this next round of drilling? To actually say, one, we want to hang on to this. We're not going to like dump stock into the marketplace. We're either going to invest uh, more money, whether it be at company or asset level. I mean, how, how do you kind of secure their continued uh, involvement in this?
0: Well, you know, one of the things they're super keen about, and they have really been since you know we first got the the property scale soil uh, results is what we call the mega gold anomaly this is a huge uh, you know, uh, anomaly. It's it's about two kilometers across by a kilometer in the other direction. It's one of the biggest and strongest gold anomalies I've ever seen in my career. And you know, my background is as an exploration geochemist, and I've done you know literally hundreds of geochemical surveys. So this is a really important feature. It's a different type of signature than we get on the north side, which are breccia pipe uh, exposed breccia pipes. Uh, each breccia pipe has its own kind of geochemical pattern, you can very Uh, easily pick out the individual centers of mineralization on the north side. On the south side it's just one very very large uh, geochemical anomaly. It's also anomalous in molybdenum and tin which indicates uh, more of a reducing environment. We don't know how much copper we might find uh, in this feature but it's certainly uh, very robust with uh, the potential for gold. On the uh, southeast side of that at a higher elevation we have a high sulfidation zone Uh, that's been proven with the the hyperspectral mineralogy that we've done that's been previously drilled by Buenaventura with some very high silver grades uh, and a very attractive uh, host rock sequence so that's another you know, standalone target that sits to the southeast and then on the southwest side of the big mega gold anomaly is what we call the companero breccia complex it's multiple breccias we've channel sampled those breccias we've gotten you know 14 and a half grams of gold in channel samples right on the top of breccia the base of the breccia pipes are, are, are stained with copper oxide so we know that those are very similar to the high-grade breccia pipes on the north side so what is it going to take for for gold fields to uh, to maintain their interest, like, you know, having discovery success in these three zones is going to go a long way to, uh, you know, to demonstrating to them that their investment has been a good one, and and, and their patience is going to is going to be rewarded.
1: Right, and then the question, the eternal question, I know we keep coming back to it, but the markets change, thinking changes. Like goldfields is a big holder in the in, in this project, you know, uh, it, as a percentage. Um, and that can be seen as a kind of millstone around your neck in terms of liquidity in term, in terms of expansion in terms of getting other um, meaningful companies inv- involved with this and to help with their with the, the capital side of things so how, how are you going well are you going to change that dynamic do they want to change the dynamic um, and you know What have we got to look forward to on that front in terms of helping the balance sheet and liquidity at the same time?
0: yeah you know goldfield's uh they their only right is to maintain their equity interest. they're right at about seventeen just under seventeen percent uh, equity ownership in, in the company and you know they have the right to maintain that in the future in future equity financing so um you know that's that's the only right they have they can't they can't block anyone from coming in they don't have a first right of refusal on the asset or anything like that so you know we were very uh, adamant about uh, it being that way and they they totally understood you know um I think there's room in the register for another mining company you know um goldfields uh you know they're they're a very very successful company they're they're in the middle of the uh you know the merger uh transaction with the Amana, which you know looks to me like that's gonna go forward. Uh and they're still investing in junior companies. If you look at what they've done with uh torque resources down in Chile, you know, very aggressive, uh, very similar uh investment to, to the way they invested in us. So they're still uh being aggressive and you have to be, you know, those especially the majors, they've got to be aggressive. You can't sit around and wait for a multi-million ounce deposit to, to, to fall in your lap. You've got to get out there and you got to be early and they've done that now uh, will this project uh, reach their threshold i certainly think there's potential for it they believe that there's potential for it but you've got to do the work right so what what if we do the work and it doesn't meet their threshold what it it's you know, it meets the threshold of becoming a new operating mine in Peru. That's still a great outcome for our shareholders, and that means that whoever's number two in the share register will become number one if if Goldfields were to step away. So, um, you know, we still have to do the work to to see where this project's going to fall. I'm absolutely convinced we've got enough to build a mine with just the high-grade resources we've got now. All of those resources are open at depth, as you remember, Matthew. You know, we've got 6.7 million tons now, but they're open, so that's gonna to continue to add tons. We still have a lot of exploration uh, to test, even on the north side. You know, we had a round of drilling this year, limited in meters, uh, again, conserving cast, so we have money to go uh, to the south when we get that permit. And, you know, we had a lot of really, really interesting results. We drilled a ton of, um, of hydrothermal breaches, different types of breaches. You know, we're still trying to understand the, the, the full scope of this system. It's a giant mineral system, giant Giant mineral systems take time to, to understand and to figure out. Uh, the drilling we did this year was very important in terms of helping us understand the full uh, scope of, of this mineral system, and we're putting that uh, learning to good use.
1: Right, and so, so, just you, meant, you did mention primates. So, um, can you just give me a bit more detail on that one? Because I'm just trying to understand. How long that's going to take? Because I know you're adva- you're advancing the conversations and you're, you've been yeah. responding to um, the Ministry of Energy and Mines and, and, and the National Water Authority. But w- is how long will that take to kind of because you need that to be able to you know move forward on, on a number of fronts, right? So where are you with it?
0: Yeah, so the the permit on the south side is well advanced. We're in the the very final stage. Uh, It's a three-stage process, and we're in the very final step of the second uh, stage. Uh, We've had two rounds of observations from the ministry. We've responded to both of those rounds. Uh, those those observations and the ball is back in their court. They have 30 days to approve the uh, the environmental certificate, which concludes stage uh, two, and then we move to the final stage. Um, and you know we we're we're three weeks into that 30-day period. The last time they had a 30-day period, they took 75 days. Um, you know, which was disappointing. But the good thing about Peru is things are happening, right? I mean, things are moving moving through the process. There's a very good regulatory process. Uh, they have very strong environmental laws there, and we're moving through that process. It's slower than we'd like. You know, there's lots of reasons for that. But the fact of the matter is things are getting done. Um, and once we get the approval of the environmental permit, we're going to separate the south area into private land, which is two-thirds of the area and community land. We're going to permit uh The private land first, and if we're able to do that, that's going to dramatically uh, bring forward the final granting of the drilling permit in the Mega Gold Anomaly in this La Jolla uh, Silver High Sulfidation Zone, and put those two together. Those are there's plenty of drill targets in there, and uh, we can get started on that sooner while we're still going that through the process with the community-owned land, which is going to involve uh, uh, Consulta Previa. Uh, And, you know, that's a process that we're ready for. We've done the community consultation. uh, We've done the reports that the government needs and that that the characterization reports and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that we can have the permit on the private land by the end of the year. That would set us up to start drilling on the south side in Q1 of next year, uh, testing the mega gold anomaly in the La Jolla uh, Silver System.
1: Okay, interesting, interesting, and and can you give me um, an update on so political update if you do, if you don't mind? Because again, Peru's had a sort of bad stick for the last, you know for a few years now, and we've got Pedro Castillo. Well, allegedly, some associates of his, or some alleged associates of his, uh, have been um, found themselves. In a sort of sticky, sticky position. I'm not quite sure how far it's gone, but they've been—I don't know if they've been arrested or accused of certain things. So, what's happening there? Are we going to be seeing a new president anytime soon?
0: Yeah, there's, um, you know, the latest uh, news that I've seen coming out of Peru is there's yet another investigation against Castillo. Uh, I believe this is the sixth ongoing investigation, most of those dealing with corruption. A number of his his associates and family members have been detained uh, during these uh, during these investigations. Um, it relates to corruption. It relates to awarding contracts to uh, uh, you know friends and family, uh, that type of thing uh, from his uh, from his home province. Um, so there's lots of that type of corruption, and you know this is what everyone feared is that with Pedro Castillo, even though he won. Uh, his election on an anti-corruption campaign, you know, the first thing that started happening when he came in was corruption. So, um, you know, I think I think that's very clear now that uh, Pedro Castillo was the wrong choice. On, on the positive side of things, though, uh, there hasn't been any negative uh, knocks against mining. Um, there's been social protests, and those social protests are uh, the result of, uh, the, you know, essentially uh, the fact that nothing is improved for the poor people In Peru, that was promised by Castillo. So they thought their lives were going to change. They haven't changed. And so there's a lot of, uh, you know, it's really anger at the government for nothing having uh, improved uh, in in their lives and them taking that out on on some of the mining companies. You know, a lot of those uh, issues have been dealt with. You know, production has returned or projects have returned to uh, development status. We're in a part of Peru where mining has been part of the culture for a long, long, long time. in an active mining district we've worked really hard on our ESG program uh, working with the communities we have multiple different aspects to our ESG program it's not just you know an annual gift or uh, a medical campaign or, or, or helping them uh, you know, with agriculture and that type. We have multiple different initiatives underway. Um, you know, we know that uh, an operating mine in our project is going to need local support uh, from a labor standpoint, is also, you know, from just a social acceptance standpoint, and we need them and they need us. So it's, it's been a very good win-win situation for us in our project.
1: Brilliant. Well, look, David, look appreciate the update. Um, I guess per- we're looking for um, permits and we're looking to see what you actually do with that uh, yeah. money uh, and, and what comes out of it. So appreciate the appreciate the update. Stay in touch, OK?
0: Absolutely. Thank you.